0: Talk with Grace Redman features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of anything goes conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redmond.
1: I'm Grace Redmond, and I am so excited that I get to share another episode of Real Talk with you, where I get to have a real life. Raw conversations with incredible people from my circles and communities who've overcome challenges and created amazing. Today, my guest is the dynamic Alice. Katwan. Alice is an accomplished enterprise software sales leader and has built and scaled several best-in-class sales organizations throughout her 24-year career. She is currently the SVP and GM of North America at Twilio, where she and her team connect consumers and brands with powerful data-driven customer engagement at scale. Her organization represents more than 85% of the company's revenue. Alice is a frequent speaker on the topics of go-to-market, sales, growth, culture, diversity, and women in leadership. She is based right here in the Bay Area with her husband and three amazing sons. Help me welcome Alice Catwan to my show today.
0: Hi, Grace. Hi, Alice. i so excited today to be here with you. <laughs> I know.
1: I'm so excited, too, to have you on today. It's like old times. It's like we're sitting on the
0: couch again. I know. I know. I remember like 25, 26 years ago, we're like, wow, how are we going to do this? How are we going to have a career and raise kids? What are we doing? Right. (laughs) Right? That's right. And, and, And it's
1: funny. So you've had an incredible summer. I mean, you've had two sons who graduated from college this summer. Your youngest son graduated from high school. You celebrated yeah. your 25th wedding anniversary. Yeah. I mean, those are really incredible milestones to
0: celebrate all together. Like, what, what did that feel like? It was like everything coming full circle. I have to say, yeah. like, you know, 25, 26 years ago when we got married, or you know, and when we, you know, when this all kind of came together, you know, just kind of building the family and career, I didn't know if we where we were going to be at. And the aha moment for me just recently was like, oh my gosh, we did it. We did what people challenged, you know, that I could possibly not do is Mm. raise three kids and maintain my career and have fun along the way in doing it. And it just, I was, you know, it it was emotional. I have to say I got very emotional and talked to, you know, Sam about it. I talked to the kids about it and I even told them about some of the things that people were saying earlier on in my career about no way you'd have to stay home with your kids. And, um, you know, it was really, it was really like a proud moment for me to see where we came, how far we came and how I'm so proud of that It just, Absolutely. it was a big accomplishment. It was a big year for us. Actually it was a big month for us. Cause it all happened in June. <laughs> yes.
1: I, I witnessed that. And it was, it was so beautiful and amazing to witness. And you're right. Like I look back and like, where did the 20, you know, well, more than 25 years of, um, you know, we grew up in the same community. Like, where did that time go? And did you, you know, your 21 year old self just graduated from high school. Is this what you imagined it would be like?
0: So my 21 year old self, I would say, yeah, because back then and how I grew up and I was raised and what I knew back then. um, Yeah. This was, this kind of followed, you know, the path that I would have thought as my old 21 self, but your old self. But if I would now, what I know today, and I was 21 today, I don't know if this all would have kind of fell in place the way it did for me. Interesting. Speak more on that. I mean, if I look at my kids, though, so this was the other aha moment, is like I'm sitting at my my kids' graduation, college graduations, I got married the day after i graduated from college i remember that very <laughs> and so i said to the kids as they're like partying after their graduation and you know they both went off to europe for a month christopher graduated from high school went to europe for eight weeks you know and i'm thinking to myself wow i'm so like happy that they're having this experience not that you know i didn't have amazing experiences i did it's just in a different way while i was married and having kids and it was just a lot different And I was just so happy that I was able to give them an experience that I didn't necessarily have. Mm. Um, There isn't one right or wrong way. It was just, that was what was best for me. And um, this is what's best for them. So I I would just say it'd be a little different, different times too. Yeah.
1: I really hear you on that. And it resonates for me because I, same thing. I didn't take the time to travel. It was mainly just you know, work and create and build. And now I tell my children said, do these exciting things while you're young. And I feel like I'm going through a second adolescence because I, you know, didn't take the time to travel and have that fun and I'm doing it now. And so I absolutely hear what you're saying. I mean, it's been an incredible journey and maybe, you know, knowing for sure, for sure, for me, knowing what I know now, the one thing that maybe it's similar to what I would have done different was I would have, Gotten out, gotten out of the box a little bit
0: more. Me too. Yeah. Experience the world. I hear you. I say the same thing, but I feel like this is the me time for me right now. Yes. And too. I'm doing a lot of things that I didn't do before. Um. And I'll just share some with you because I'm so excited about it. But like you know, Sam. You know, Sam, my husband, Sam, and he's the fun dad, and um, he was able to like take them skiing and take them golfing and doing all these fun things with them while I was. You know, uh, you know, working, taking care of the home, making dinner, you know, making sure all the other things were in place. We chose that. So I don't have regrets because those are the kind of the roles that we chose. But I didn't get to do a lot of those fun things. And now I can. And now that they're older, I've taken up golf just uh, in the last month, which I never mm-hmm. thought I would because I kind of left that for Sam. But um, I was able to golf <clears throat> this past weekend. I was in Tahoe and Sammy and uh, Christopher came up to Tahoe and we golfed together. And I was like, wow, this is what I've been missing out all this time. Like it was such a great moment. And they're like cheering me on like, good hit mom. Good job, mom. Like, I don't think they thought I had it in me. Um, And it was just such a magical moment to be able to spend that time with them and for me to make the space for myself to learn something new and to take that on. And uh, my next thing is going to be skiing over the winter because I I can ski the you know the bunny slopes and things like that but they're all black diamond skiers and snowboarders cuz they've done that for years with Sam and now this is my time to hopefully they'll give me a chance to see with them this stuff.
1: Of course they will. It's <laughs> funny when you say that about golf, because I've been doing new things, like I took <laughs> up tennis lessons and yeah. I've been going the range trying to hit the ball. Same thing now that I have the time. Um, but it might be a minute before they let me in the golf car and on the golf course with them because I need to definitely learn how to hit the ball a little bit better. But you're right. Same thing. It's like now I'm doing those things I didn't, you know, get a chance to do. However, I had to do a lot of healing and like um, unraveling my beliefs because my belief was like if I took that time, you know, for myself and to have fun, like I was lazy. And now I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not lazy. Like this is part of life. Like you you get to enjoy yourself. We didn't just come here, you know, to work and take care of everyone else. We also came into this, you know, a life to experience joy and um
0: it's also guilt like don't you feel a little like i was feel I would feel guilt if i took time for myself you know if i took time to go get a massage or took time to go for a walk and i left the kids behind or what have you like i always had a sense of guilt like i needed to be there you know it's also like being a career mom I've always had this sense of guilt of you know I'm not in the classroom with the kids I you know so I always wanted to like make and bake the goods when people volunteered you know uh, for a party, I'm like, oh, I have to make it because all the other moms are making it, right? Totally. And then, yeah, and it's so it's Absolutely. like it's that it's that mommy guilt that takes time to to get over that. for Sure. But but you feel good when you get to like where I got to this year, where I'm like, God, I did it, we did it, you know. Oh, so.
1: I think before we got on, I said my I feel like my greatest my greatest accomplishment is when I see you know Mike and the boys walk in and they're grounded and 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 stable and together and yeah healthy and happy granted not everything's perfect but that was for me just to create an environment for them to thrive was really important to me and um yeah the guilt you know was there but like you said in time as we grow and expand you know that story changes which brings me to you know one of the questions, um, you know, we, we grow and expand, you know, to get where we are today. And I'm sure there were, you know, many aha moments along the way. What was one of your main aha moments along the way to get here?
0: You know what? I've had bumps along the way, so I'm not perfect. People sometimes look at, you know, people from the outside and they're like, oh my gosh, they're so perfect. They have this great life. And this is, Uh, you know, we've had our challenges and bumps along the way. And The biggest aha moment in my 25 years of marriage and raising kids in my career was about 11 years ago when I was hospitalized. Not a lot of people actually know this story, um, but uh, my kids were little. So, you know, whatever, 10, 11 years ago, uh, Sammy was, um, let me think. So if that, if he's 20, going to be 23, um, he was 13, maybe a little bit, maybe even a little younger. And then the, the other kids were, you know, 11, 10 Uh, and eight, Kiki was eight, Christopher was eight, and, um, or even a little bit younger. But anyway, um, I got to a point where I was, I I put so much stress on myself, on my body, physically, mentally. Um, I had a meeting, this is when Facebook was first like launching and I was at Red Hat and our CEO and um, Facebook CEO had a meeting and I was there to, you know, I was, that was my meeting. Like I was facilitating the meeting. And I remember the night before, all of a sudden, like I told Sam, I don't feel good. I ran a fever. Like everything wasn't going right. We had the three kids. We're making dinner. We had to put him in in bed and get him ready for school the next morning. And he's like, you know what? You're probably just stressed. Go take a bath and go to bed. And so I did that. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and ended up having to be rushed to the hospital because I was sick. And I'll never forget, you know, they they couldn't diagnose exactly what was happening. I had IVs running all over, and, you know, they were medicating me, trying to figure it all out. And I'll never forget the doctor, like looked at me and he goes, you cannot keep running at the pace that you're going. You can't, you have to slow down. Otherwise you're not going to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Like everything that you've done, you're not going to be here for your kids. And even when the kids would come visit me at the hospital, cause I was there for two days, two or three days. They would jump on my bed and I would start crying. I'm like, what is going on? And that was the big aha moment where I had to take a step back and say, okay, I don't have to bake the goods for the school anymore. I'm going to go, I'm going to go buy the paper plates. I'm going to rock the paper plates. Right. Yes. Okay. I don't have my house. Doesn't have to be perfectly organized at every minute of every day. And okay. We will have leftovers one night. Right. So like there was trade-offs that I started to make so that I can, you know, I can enjoy life and enjoy my kids and not put so much stress on me like i don't have to be the perfect mom at every time the perfect wife the perfect employee and um maya angelou one of my favorite quotes is um you know she says um kind of like you can be perfect but not all at the same time like you could have it all but not all at the same time and you know i think that's important because we all, we want to, you know, you know, me, like I love, I want to be perfect. I want to have it. I want to have it all. I want to do it all for my kids. I want to give back and I want to do all these things, but you have to take a step back and take care of yourself. And that's what I wasn't doing. And that was my aha moment that helped me slow down. I slowed down my career too, because it was at a point where my career was continuing to go and I couldn't with three kids um, at three different schools and a lot going on. And, you know, I had to take a step back and it's interesting because when I do some public speaking and I share that I like turn down promotions, people are like, what? You did that? Like, would you ever get asked again if you do that? And the answer is yeah, because mm, opportunities are always going to be there. You need to take them when they're right for you versus yes. when it's right for somebody else. Yes. Yes.
1: And, and I, and I love that because as a staffing leader, like I witnessed so many women um get to a point in their career where they felt they had to choose between family and progressing their career. And I have a question for you, but what I love what you just shared was you don't have to give it up. You could have both. And yes, maybe if you turn on that promotion right now, it's not the time. There is going to come a time for it. And my question is, like, what inspired you to continue to expand your career? Because, you know, you took a step back. However, you stayed in it. What inspired you to to stay in it?
0: My career makes me happy. Mm -hmm. You know, it fulfills me. And what what happened in my career um, is, you know, I was I'm in sales, in tech sales, and I was an individual contributor for many years. And over time, what was happening is I could see the influence. People were coming to me to ask for my advice, for my opinion. Um, they wanted my coaching and mentoring. And what I saw was that I was kind of falling into this natural position as being a, in being a leader. It was just it was just kind of happening over time. And then I saw the impact that I was making on other people's careers, their lives, on the company. And I'm like, God, I really enjoy this fulfills me. It makes me feel good when somebody else wins, when somebody else is doing well. Um, And it helps. And I love being part of teams. And it is something that I do for myself. I love my family. I love raising my kids. I love my husband. But that also gives me a sense of me. Mm-hmm. and something that I do for for me and it gives me fulfillment that I'm making an impact on others and and I think
1: that's beautiful because when we fill ourselves yeah. And we're giving to ourselves, that's when we have more, you know, to give to others. And I think um you just hit on a point, like what Gandhi said, it's it's through this, it's through service that, you know, that makes us you know feel great as, as human beings. So it sounds like in your role, giving back as a mentor and an influencer and leader, that's your way of giving back and that fills you. And and that's what we want. We want to be full. We want to feel full and filled and be able to give from a place of Like I said, from a full cup instead of from empty.
0: But I didn't know that that's, I didn't know that's, you know, how my career was going to transform. Like, it wasn't like I woke up, you know, 25 years ago and said, here's a timeline. And this is what I want to do when I grow up. It was like, over time, you iterated on it, right? Like, oh, this feels good. This doesn't feel good. I like this. I don't like this. And you just kind of, you know, you take it as you take it as it comes and goes and you continue to uh, iterate on it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a progression as well. And you also for me I've learned along the way like you said like what what I enjoyed and what wasn't working and I put my focus on those things that I enjoyed and that was way more fruitful for me yeah. than you know doing those things that they said I have to do to be successful. Yeah. You yeah. know, because sometimes the status quo doesn't work. You know, there's different ways to do things.
0: Yeah.
1: So tell me what's something that you're passionate about.
0: Um so I I mean, I have so, (laughs) there's so many things that I, to say that I'm passionate about, but you know what I have to, you know, I guess what I'm passionate about right now, um, is making the time for, um, making the space and time for, um, for myself right now and taking care of myself, but I am passionate about impacting other people. Mm -hmm. And this is why I continue doing what I'm doing today and not just at work, but even outside of the scope of work. I do a lot of public speaking. Um, when, when my kids got older and more independent, um, I became part of the Club of Silicon Valley. It's a women's organization where, you know, women cross-functionally, so not just in sales, but in different parts of an organization, whether it be legal, recruiting, et cetera, HR. And um, what I learned uh, by being part of that uh, group, and I was on, later I was on the board for a couple of years, is the impact that you could make on other people's lives and the conversations that you have and how much you learn about other people. And I'm so passionate about, you know, just learning, like absorbing, learning, having an understanding of why people do what they do. Um, and it kind of uh, bringing that all together. Um, so you know, it, my, and my passions have, have I have to say, they, they have evolved over time just based on the time and place that I'm in. But I have to say right now, it's taking the space to give back to mm-hmm. the community and to give back to um, other women, but also to make space and time for my, you know, for my health and my well-being now that I have a little more time on my hands
1: for sure. And yeah. and so what are some things like how do you pri- prioritize your health and well-being, you know, being, you know, you still have a very busy career and family,
0: so how do you prioritize yeah. that? You know, I work out every I get up at 4:35 every morning, between 4:30 and 5, and um if I'm in the bay at home, I go to an orange theory class at 6:15. Mm-hmm. And it's to it makes me feel it makes me feel amazing. Like it clears my head, I sweat, Um, the endorphins, everything, it just makes me feel great. And it's a great start to my day. Um, I go to yoga once a week is my kind of, uh, priority for yoga. Usually on a Monday night, I'll, I'll go to my yoga class and that helps me as well. I'm starting to meditate. I'm not great at it and I don't do it as often as I want to. For years, I'm still not great at it. Yeah, but I, I want to, you know, be in a better place to, to do more of that. Um, But those are the things, and then now I told you I was taking up. I'm taking up golf. I do pickleball. Like I'm trying to do Mm -hmm. biggest space. But I have to say, working out every day. You know, people say, "Oh, you have to work out to be to lose weight or to do this to that." I do it for the, the mentalness of the the opening up my mind, making me feel good and happy, and giving me a great start to my day. And that's why I wake up every morning to work out. Now I travel a lot for work, so I'm not necessarily always home, but. I do have like the Peloton app or, you know, other apps that I can use. Like you could also use the orange theory app to work out in my hotel room or wherever I'm at, or just even to go for a walk to get Mm -hmm. fresh air. Mm -hmm. I I do the same thing. I mean, every morning, I mean, that's my
1: routine as well. I meditate again. I'm not still years later. I'm not great at it. Um, But for me, the most important piece is moving my body going to the studio or the gym or going outside. And I agree with you. It just, it pumps up the endorphins. I mean, I think, that's been the best medicine for me, and I've been doing it for over 20 years. I can't emphasize enough, and it seems so simple. I can't emphasize enough how um, important ex physical—you know—you don't have to go to the gym, but just how that moving your body, especially first thing in the morning, is is so important. I mean, it's been my medicine for you yeah. know over two decades.
0: I think also, especially because we are in front of our computers all the time, and we're hunched back, and we're stiff, well, and like we need to like we'll keep, keep moving, I'll and you know, keep running. Yeah. Keep so our
1: bodies moving. So in the early days, again, you know, um, I, I could relate to you know having the business and the kids, it, it was a lot. Like, what were some um some aspects that helped you really balance, you know, motherhood and career?
0: So if, I had, if there's even balance, yeah. Balance it's a, that's a tricky word, but I have to say I'm Thank lucky you. because I had a great partner. Um, Sam was amazing in helping me balance that all out. Look, we had our We had our roles, you know, he had morning duty where I started work early, but he had breakfast and packing lunches and taking them, you know, drop off where I had afternoons. And, you know, we had we we kind of, you know, having a partner that was willing to dive in and help, too. And he also took a step back in his career, because what we found um, as we were both working and raising the kids is one day we were both on a plane at the same time and we were both delayed. And back then there was no cell phone on the plane, there was no texting, there was no Wi-Fi, we couldn't get a hold of anyone. And here we are, we have three kids that need to be picked up, and we're both on planes that are delayed. And that was a moment for us where we said, okay, we can't both be doing this. So one of us has to take a step back. And he raised his hand. That was so funny. Yes. <laughs> he was like, really? I got this. Um, I will, you know. And it was so funny, Grace. I have to tell you, because this is something that sticks with me forever. Um, he loved drop-off because all the moms were there. What? And it was all the moms and Sam. And the mornings <laughs> that I had to do drop-off because he had – so what we did is we started a calendar where we didn't travel at the same time anymore. And by him kind of taking a step back, he was more regional where I was national. Um, but anyway, um, there's times where I had to do drop-off because he had some conflict. And I would show up there and the moms are like, oh, where's Sam? (laughs) The token dad. (laughs) The token dad. I'm like, seriously, who am I, Liver? But he was like the fun dad that would show up and hang out with the moms. And he loved to work in the classroom and he would do that. I I did not work in the classroom as much as he did. He loved it. Um, So I think having that balance, Mm -hmm. you know, there and a great partner that was supportive, Um, helping. That was amazing. Um, We also had two moms that both of our moms were always there for us. We traveled on sales trips, club trips and things like that, where we had both moms come in and everyone took turns to help out with the kids. But I would say the third thing, Grace, my kids have heard it all. Like they've been in the car with me while I'm on conference calls, in the kitchen dinner table. We're talking about the CEO of this company and that company is doing a deal. And, you know, all as we're negotiating our deals and the business that we're doing. And they have been like my, my biggest cheerleaders along the way. And I've had rough times. I mean, I'm a woman, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a career woman in a tech, a man's world. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've had times where I've come home and even during the pandemic where the kids came home from college and they witnessed some of the moments that I had that were not great moments in my career. And it was, it was really impacting me. And they're like, mom, no, you can't put up with that. Right. And And now they're coaching me, mom, we're reading that in a book, you know, and they're telling me all these things and cheering me along the way. And they'll send me text messages like you got this, mom, like knowing that I have a big meeting or a presentation or something. And so they have, you know, really, really helped me and encouraged me along the way to be who I am today. And if it wasn't for them and Sam, I wouldn't be talking to you like this today. Mm -hmm. What a
1: blessing. What a blessing. And you're right. It takes a village. It takes a team. And early on um, it was a little bit challenging. I didn't have the support, you know, that I needed. However, as time went by, I learned how to pull that support and we, we need like, you cannot build or create without a team without people to support you, without a community, no one can do it alone. And, and I love how, you know, the kids, you know, step up and cheer you on and, like same thing. It's like the pandemic, you know, was a challenge for everyone. And through, you know, I've always been big into, you know, self-development and motivation, motivational, you know, um, speaker. So I always had something on when the kids were young and they'd just make fun of me. Like, what is that? However, now when I was like, you know, struggling with something over the pandemic, Rami and Raymond were like, why don't you go listen to some Tony Robbins? I was like, why are you telling me that? Yeah. Um, you know, you know, I want to talk about, I really don't want to talk about the pandemic. However, you know, the last two and a half Mm -hmm. years definitely have been unorthodox. I mean, they posed, it's just, as I look back, I'm like, wow, you know, what a blessing that we were able to navigate and and thrive during an interesting time. And now as I look back, I'm like, wow, there's so many challenges. However, you know, there's so many lessons. What was one of the lessons you learned, you know, over the last two and a half years?
0: You know, when the pandemic hit, I have to be honest with you, at first I was relieved for myself and because I was going so fast mm. and furious. I was traveling all the time. I was, you know, on the go. Life was just like soaring. Like everything was moving fast and my, I, wasn't, I wasn't taking care of myself. You know, I still had Christopher at home. The other two were in college, but I wasn't able to spend as much time with him. And honestly, at first, when the whole world came to a halt, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is a little bit, I'm getting, I'm able to breathe for a minute, right? Like, this is a, this is a good break. I get to work from home. I get to see Christopher. I can bake again. I could cook again. Like Mm. it was, it was great to slow down, Mm. but then it didn't go away. Like it stayed with us for a couple of years. I think that was hard for me, but I would say like my biggest lesson learned is it really taught me what's important in life. Is it important in life to keep going? and, And like, when is enough enough? Right. And oh. at what, yeah. And at what point do you take a step back and say, you know what, this is great. Like, we're, we're good. You know, I can now enjoy my life and enjoy my kids and enjoy my family. Like, I don't need to be part of the kind of the rat race and continue to go, you know, to continue to accelerate here and, you know, be on the, be, you know, frequent flyer on the airlines and all this stuff. Like, right. that was the big lesson for me is like, you know what, enough is enough and let's enjoy life.
1: That's right. That's right. Enough is enough and let's enjoy life without that guilt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. something that, without that I felt that guilt
1: and, yeah. was- and I've done a great job of it
0: right now. I'm like, woo. Yeah. Well, it's altered. I mean, look at what it's altered for you. I mean, mm-hmm. was this podcast born? I mean, I guess I'd ask you that question, you know, is this how you can, you know, the, the birth of the podcast that you're doing? Yeah. Great
1: question. I was just talking about this last night and the birth of the podcast came from, you know, I would connect with, you know, six, seven new people every day, six, seven strangers every day in person or over the phone. And that's how I got filled and the, during, you know, the pandemic, obviously we couldn't do that anymore. And I really missed that connection because I love people and I love connecting and that's how the podcast was born. And, and so that's why I say it's like, there was these challenges, but from those challenges, well, from all of our challenges come these opportunities and possibilities. Now I love this. I can't imagine not, not doing it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean the pandemic, um, I learned so many lessons. I'd never go out and hike before the pandemic.
0: Oh yeah, see that's amazing. Like all, that, all the things that you did that you couldn't yeah. do before. Right. You know and what so- it also gave me is, it gave me an extra year with my kids that were in college because they, they were forced to come home. Mm, and beautiful. Christopher was an only child and it was great for him to have his brothers back home for a year, right? So it was kind of like, very it was kind, of, it was kind of nice to have that family time back together um, and have everyone, you know, have the time that we wouldn't have had together. Mm. Although like the flip side of it is I really, I didn't go away for college. I don't think you did either, right? We lived yeah. we at home when we went to college. I really wanted to give my kids that experience that I didn't have, Sam didn't have. And then when the pandemic hit, I'm like, darn it! It was so close to giving them that full experience. <laughs>
1: What happened? Oh, but you so that but they did they got at least yeah. a few years of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, they got a few years. Yeah. They did get a few years of it, and it's great. And they're both uh, Sammy's renting an apartment in San Francisco, in really? and in Santa Clara. So like they're out of the house and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and they were getting that experience. But you, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like you want to. Mm-hmm. I've always my goal in life is always to give the my kids experiences that mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily have, and it was just interesting how that was one of my big priorities. Is like I really want them to go away from for college and you know, do all those things I didn't get to do. And um, then the pandemic hit and I'm like, no. <laughs>
1: right, right. Well, I, I hear you. And I'm so grateful. You know, we are where we are today because, again, um, so, so much came out of it. And you're right. It's like, what's most important? Is it this is the first I think I've shared this on other podcast podcasts. This is the first year I'm doing an experiment because typically I was all about, OK, goals. What's the goal going to be this year? And like, you know, I've always been like that. And this year I said, you know what? There isn't there isn't a goal the goal is how do I feel? And I want to feel connected. I want to feel um, passionate. I want to feel like I'm making a difference. That's it. I just, I focus on how do I want to feel? And from that, you know, the abundance will come. And I'm like, oh my gosh, for the first time in my life, because even before my career, I'd set goals. I didn't really set any goals. And for me, that's like unheard of.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, I'm the same way. I, continually set goals, but you know what they change all the time. Right. So as you, you know, you revisit them and you're like, Oh no, that's now that I just learned what I just learned. That's not what I, that's not my goal anymore. You know, the goals change, you know, based on experiences that you have along the way Mm -hmm. that impact how you feel and change your goals, you know,
1: One of my biggest goals is, you know, was just being and having fun. And I was telling my coach, well, so far it's working. And I said, well, let's see what happens towards the end of the year. So it's it's been an interesting, interesting experiment. So um, I'll share on it at, at the end of the year and see, you know, where I came.
0: Well, I look forward to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I know something that you're very proud of and a word that comes up a lot is
0: authenticity. You definitely You're proud of being authentic. What does that mean to you? Yeah. And that, this goes back to kind of something I said earlier um, was, you know, I didn't know that I was going to be leading big organizations. I was going to be even a leader. Like that wasn't, I didn't uh, start my career saying I want to, you know, lead a 600 person team. Right. I've never even thought that this, I would be where I am today. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, it was how I, how I interacted with people and how people perceived me in the interactions along the way that actually, uh, got me to the position that I am and the, become the leader who I am. It's all the people that influenced me around me. And, you know, I really enjoy um, the interactions, the impact, how I'm learning, um, you know, and, and the skills that I I have that I can give back. Um, you know, I would say as an individual contributor, you do things for yourself. Mm-hmm. You make an impact on a company, but you're all yourself, you're, you're doing your, you're measured against yourself. As a leader, you're measured on the performance of everybody else. And if they perform and they do well, it's a reflection on you. Mm -hmm. And for me, watching everyone else and mentoring, coaching them to be the rock stars and the superstars that they are and being as successful as they are and the impact that it has on their families and other people and the company itself, that's satisfying for me. And that's how my leadership authenticity kind of developed over time. it was the personal you know interactions with people and empathy I would say too oh, yeah. you know I um, was at a co- company uh, years back where I was the first female leader in the sales organization period. not just the leader actually though in the sales organization it was there was very mi- minimal amount of sales pe- uh, women. but it, my, but I attracted other women who came into the organization. And by the time I left six years later, it was 50, 50 men and women, which is like unheard of in tech, Mm. right? Especially tech sales. But you know, people always ask me, how did you do it? What's that magic bullet or formula?" There is no magic bullet or formula. It's how you treat people. It's the empathy that you have for people. I've raised kids. I know how hard it is every single day to come Mm. into work and um, I I want to be that empathetic leader that when, you know, someone calls me and says I have a sick child or, you know, whatever the case may be, that things have to be altered for personal reasons. I'm empathetic because I was once there and people want to work for an empathetic leader and you naturally attract people based on how you treat people. That's and right. so, I mean, I would say that's kind of how it shaped for me. I wasn't mm-hmm. born that way. It was just over time with the experiences that I've had.
1: Yeah, we, we learn again. It's like a, it's a journey. And it's a process and, and, uh, you know, that's, we learn and expand as we go. And something, um, for me, like I grew up in an environment where you weren't supposed to fail, like failure was not an option. And now all these later, you know, as a coach, I realized, you know, I was taught that there is no failure. It's only feedback. And that's how we gain our wisdom. And that's how we get to where we are today from all of those experiences, because not every experience is... Well, every experience is a success because even the failure leads you to that success.
0: You learn from your failures, your that's mistakes, right. like you learn from them and you alter along the way based on things that happen to you. Like the, sometimes, that's yeah, it's the best. I mean, I, like I said, we all have bumps along the way and getting the feedback is super important. I love feedback. I do. like, I tell everyone like, please give me the feedback and you know, we may agree to disagree in some situations, but I love the feedback because I want to know how can I, I want to continually improve um, and better myself and my interactions, you know, with people, because I think that's so important to ensure that you're aware, you have this awareness around you.
1: Absolutely. Well, also in sales, I mean, both our careers up in sales, it's relationships. Yeah. yeah. It's relationship building. I mean, that's the bottom line and, and that's the key. It's about well, the relationships. Yeah.
0: I have to tell you, Grace, um, starting a new job, I started two new jobs during the pandemic or during this time that we've been in the last four years-ish, three and a half to four years, the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire career, in my entire career. Um, The last, the job job that I'm in today, I didn't meet anyone for the first nine months in person. In fact, I interviewed for the job, got the job. I have this huge team, never met anybody, only over Zoom and it's so hard to build trust and build relationships over zoom yes. it's hard those mo- those are like tough moments but sure. now i've learned new skills that yes. i never thought i would ever learn exactly. i don't love zoom but you know exactly. you've learned how to have this have interactions with people and try to build trust with people virtually
1: yes yes well we we were forced to and yeah. we, we still have to run our lives and run our businesses. Um, do I? I'm grateful for Zoom because we could still connect. However, do I prefer, you know, in person? I mean, I definitely do. There's something yeah. for me. That's me.
0: Yeah.
1: So, what's something that you're afraid to do, but you did it anyway, and what was the outcome?
0: I was afraid to do, but I did it anyway. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, okay, so I mean this is not recent, but doesn't matter. I was, okay. Um, I was always afraid of like long flights, I have to say, like 13 hour, you know, plus flights. Um, and never thought I'd be able to do it. Um in fact, in fact, I mean, in fact, I you know almost like gave up like really nice fancy trips because I'm like, there's no way I'm getting on that plane. And I did it. I was so proud of myself. I'm like, really? okay, I stayed caught. And then I found a method to my, to that madness of like how you survive those types of situations. Um, and I taught my kids, cause like I said, they've all went to Europe by themselves, not by themselves with their friends this mm-hmm. past summer. And they were on these long flights and um, I just told them how I coped with it and what my method is going through the 13 plus hours. And, um, it helped them too, but it was so a what great method. Because I do not like long flights. I know, right? So, well, I I usually take evening flights. So I get on, I watch a movie, I have a you know a glass of wine or something, and have the dinner. And by the time that all happens, it's like five or six hours, right? Then I try to go to sleep, whether I take Motrin or Advil or the sleep one of those sleep um, Advil things. Um, and then I get like even if I get two to four hours in of sleep, that kills that next chunk of time. And then they turn on the lights anyway and they want to serve you breakfast and coffee and you're off. And And it just goes by so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: I love it. So, what is one last piece of wisdom that you would give our audience? I
0: would say stay true to what you value and your passion. You know, um, your values are my, you know, everyone, our values are super important. Don't let anyone uh, influence or impact you away from what you're passionate about and what makes you happy and getting up every day. It's, it's up to us to stay, you know, to stay firm on like who we want to be, what we want to do and how we're going to do it. And that's what I would say is like, stay true to your core values and continue to do what you're passionate about. And that may change over time, you know, whether, you know, may change over time, but continue to stay true to, to that. Don't do something because somebody else thinks you should do it. Amen. Yeah. I think I don't know if you know this, but like when I started out in college, like, you know, my mom, the 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 whole perception is like, you gotta be a doctor, a lawyer, or this and that. And I'm like, okay. So I started out as you know, pre-med. And after like my first three months, I'm like, oh no.
1: I, I I agree with you because when I started staffing, they said, you know, we're in the dot com. You have to go for a dot com, you know, company. You have to, and I didn't listen. And thank God, you know, it's been incredible. So I agree with you.
0: So yeah, do, stay with what you're passionate about because if you if it comes from the heart, and it's what you love to do, you will be successful. Hundred percent. Yeah, you will. But if you're doing something else for somebody else or to fulfill somebody else's dreams of you, you will not. You will yeah. not enjoy life. You will not be happy with yourself. And so yeah. that's my, my that's enjoyment. beautiful,
1: beautiful advice. Beautiful advice. Thank you so much for joining me today. That was super fun. I felt like we were sitting on the couch like we did 25 plus years ago. I like know. Grace. Have you? And maybe um, once I learn to hit the ball, I'll come and um, play around a round of golf with you. Yeah, let's do that. Maybe the four of us can go out. That'd be yeah. great. That sounds great. I wish you all right. Thank you recording. for having me. My pleasure. Thank you for being here with us. Have a great rest of the week, honey. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.